Rams house, powered by guys in short sports. Whose house? Rams, Rams house. Oh, yes. Another week, another Rams victory, this time over the hated Seattle Seahawks up in their sea house. Sea chickens. Oh, it was 33-31, a nail-biter. And uh, here to talk all about it with me is uh, Darren Besa. I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll talk about the game, and we will look ahead to week six against the Denver Broncos. Darren Besa, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, especially after that very close victory in Seattle. How close was that? That was a nail-biter oh, up until the end, wasn't it? It was. You know what? I've had a just a bad feeling in my gut about this game since before the season. I, I was calling this a loss. I thought... Seattle, you know, it's a divisional game. It's at home. Seattle is always tough to play up there, even though this isn't the Seattle team of old. And and they brought it. Seattle, although they started slow, they they have kind of turned it around in uh, in the last couple weeks. And they looked good. They looked really good. And you could tell that this was an important game to them. This was a much more important game to them than it was to us. I think that's one of the reasons that that I just had that bad feeling about it. Yeah. And I think that speaks to how incredible this Rams team is. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I always say, it, my takeaways were this. First off, um, Les Snead has built us a Ferrari. I mean, this team is so complete and they're firing on 12 cylinders but even when they're not firing on 12 cylinders and and i'd say the the concern i think in this last game was our defense against the run we just could not stop yeah we the had run. no answer for that yeah that that was a concern but but there's so many <laughs> still when you're not firing on all 12 cylinders you're still driving a ferrari you're still better than any other car on the road and this team is just incredible. I mean, it, it, I, I, I couldn't have been more excited. That, that was excited. I'm concerned about uh, the run defense there. Um, but, uh, but also, how about, uh, well, as Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira put it in our text thread, Sean McVay, biggest balls oh. in the NFL. It, it, is, it, is it ever... <laughs> Not all right to talk about how big your coach's balls are. <laughs> oh my gosh! Give James Whitlock a run for his money. This. Oh yeah, because this, you know you get into the fourth quarter situation and you're on your own. Uh, what forty-two yard line, and you're you're thinking about kicking the ball back to Seattle with about three minutes and thirty seconds left on the clock. It's not a good idea. It was great that we saw the punting team come out, only for them to go ahead and go back in, which I'll go into my recap, but. Uh, yeah, for him to for him to go ahead and flip the script a little bit, and and call our offense back onto the field speaks volumes for this team and how much how much trust they have in Sean McVay and how much trust Sean McVay has into this team. Whether it be just Jared Goff kind of propelling the team to go for it. Um, in it, it was I even read during this week, even after the game, was that uh, players like Whitworth they didn't even know that they were supposed to be back on the field. He grabbed his helmet as he saw the offense lined up, and he dashed on the field. All right, we're going to go ahead and go for it. And the momentum that that was behind that play, you know, we hopefully that carries on throughout the season. I think it is. I think it's exactly what you said is everybody has bought in on Sean McVay. Vic's been preaching this, 
And and honestly, I've bought in on Sean McVay 100% because I'll tell you what, that's a situation where you're nervous. If you turn it over on downs, that gives Seattle great field position towards the end of the game. Uh, I mean, this this was that was ballsy. But with Sean McVay at the helm, I got to be honest, I there was part of me that was like, we've got this. There's there's no question. No question yeah. at all in my head, it, which <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, I you know, going back to that fourth quarter, um, I, I don't know if I was very confident in that play because I like the end result of it. But the play earlier when Todd Gurley, he only needed one yard in order for him to secure that very first down in order for the Rams to go ahead and keep that ball. But we were stopped. And and that's where the kicker comes into play is if we would have stopped, you know what, there is great field position for Seattle. All they need to do is possibly march it an extra five or seven yards, get that field kick, and now they're up 34 to 33. But it, again, as, as you and I have been saying back and forth throughout this season, is the momentum that this offense is putting together, um, it's great to go ahead and watch. This is good football. And... Seattle has a lot to go ahead and take away from this game. Yeah, and but you never Darren, Darren let me let me ask you this before we move on from that because I I, okay. I just want to get your take. So so you you would have would you rather seen him punt it? Uh, Hindsight no. being twenty, it's twenty twenty. It's hard to answer that question. <laughs> but in yeah. the moment, would you rather? Were you thinking no no no? This is the wrong move. Punt it. No, no. In the moment, I, I stood behind the decision between uh, Sean McVay and the rest of the offensive uh, line and Jared Goff. I think it was a very good decision. However, seeing the result before that play, knowing that Todd Gurley could not get that extra yard to secure that first down, it just had me very nervous. Follow-up question. Do you think had the defense not uh, struggled in this game the way they did that he would have had been been more inclined to punt it and put the game in the hands of the defense i mean we've seen the defense come up big when they need to uh against minnesota um you think that maybe played into his decision to go for it uh yeah i mean our our defense on this particular game was very weak we again we had no answers for seattle's uh offense um, and we've seen that before. When when you have somebody like Wade Phillips on the defense side, he has so much experience. He will find ways when he needs to to go ahead and stop that play. It was unfortunate, and maybe you kind of kind of blame it a little bit about that the Rams are missing some key components in the backfield um, and our offensive line. Uh, they were trying to go ahead and maybe too much pressure on on Wilson. And not really stopping the uh, the the running backs, but that does come into factor. And and yes, uh, I I think at the end of the result, it still would have made a big difference. And I think Sean McVay still at the end made a great call, whether or not the defense was good, to go ahead and make that punt, or to go ahead and go for that uh, fourth and one. Yeah. What other uh, takeaways do you have from the game? Uh, you know, just going back to what you said earlier, uh, Seattle has a lot to go ahead and, and take away from this game. And you never want to go ahead and discredit your division rival opponents. And 
if the media and the fans, if they're going to start talking about Rams going into the playoffs, uh, Rams possibly even going into Super Bowl, and not that I'm saying it at this point in time, you need to go ahead and take some baby steps. And those baby steps are how well your team stacks up against your division opponents. Now, Arizona, not really a contender. 49ers, not really a contender. As as damaged as Seattle was missing Earl Thomas and the whole locker room vibe that Pete Carroll is kind of getting, they, they still were a formidable opponent. And this is a good precursor of what we can see in the playoffs because we need to face those tough teams. And this by far was one of the toughest teams in the first five weeks that the Rams have played so far. Look how close it was. You're, you're going to the very last quarter, the very last play, in order to determine who is going to go ahead and win this game. And even before this game started, I was confident. I was confident last week when we mentioned this on the Rams house that I was confident that the Rams were going to go ahead and win. I was more confident in this game than when the Rams played the Raiders in week one not even seeing our offense come into play. I was even more confident in this game when the Chargers came to the Coliseum. And yes, I know that the, that the Chargers are now our crosstown rivals, but if the Rams not had really, a 12th... Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well... They're still San Diego in everyone's heart. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. They try. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's all the credit that I can give them at this point in time. Yeah. But if, if the Rams had a 12th man... It was it was me at home. I'm watching the. It was it was it was me and my son. We're watching the game on TV, and we are yelling at the TV. We're throwing crap at each other. We could not sit down on on that final uh, drive. And actually, even before that, I want to say we couldn't even sit down that final six minutes of play. This was good football. I don't. I'm not going to remember games in three weeks from now when we, you know, clobber Arizona Cardinals, whatever that score was, like 42 to zero. We shut them out. This is the game I'm going to go ahead and remember because sure. games like this really count when you're a division rival opponent and you're a division rival opponent that has kind of been our headache for quite some time. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Todd Gurley. And, uh, oh, this please is, do. <laughs> or all time you know what hugo hugo out there if he's listening hugo is part of our fantasy uh league and he been has trying todd to Gurley. trade for todd Gurley oh. since the draft i think since the 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 first round you've been trying to trade for him oh yeah yeah as soon as he picked up todd Gurley, i approached him i want to go ahead and get todd Gurley on my fantasy team and at this point in time I think I have a very great team. I'm, I'm willing to go ahead and give up some key components to my team for Todd Gurley because Todd Gurley is a freaking beast. Oh, he was he's a incredible. Beast on, oh, yeah, he was incredible. He was a beast on Sunday. And if you go back to last year, the 2017 season, when the Rams took on Seattle, he was also a beast in that game. He rushed for three touchdowns this game. He rushed for three touchdowns last game. If if Seattle had any sort of kryptonite, his name is Todd Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> you never want to go. Yeah, you never want to go ahead and discredit Todd Gurley. 
he'll he's, find he's a way. Kind of, he's the kind of weapon that just knowing you have him at your disposal makes makes you able to make those plays and take those risks and and do the things that the Rams are doing because you know you get into a sticky situation and nine times out of ten you can rely on Todd Gurley to do something incredible. Oh yeah, and you you want to always give the ball to somebody who is most reliable. I mean, Jeff, you and I we go we go back. Uh, three years ago when we were managing a uh, baseball team. Yes. We yes. we had that one I love I love when you uh, relate our managing uh, <laughs> career to uh, professional sports. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Because <laughs> I do all the here. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just think back to uh, those, what, nine-year-olds, eight-year-olds at that time. But we had that one solid pitcher on our team. Yes. In which, when we're in the lead, all you need to do is give that eight-year-old little boy a baseball, put him on the mound, and for the next three innings, while we're on the field, we relax because oh, we yeah. know he's going to go ahead and do his job. Yep. And that was Todd Gurley in this game. You look into the first, first quarter. Rams are two yards shy from getting into the end zone. What are you going to do? You're going to give it to our most valuable asset. Who is that? Todd Gurley. Yep. What does he do? He punches it in. Go into the third quarter. We're also, again, two yards shy of getting into the end zone. What are you going to do? You're going to go ahead and give it to Todd Gurley. And yet again, guys, we're in the fourth quarter, five yards shy of getting into the end zone. And it really doesn't take a football savant to tell you guys what we're going to go ahead and do. We're going to go ahead and give it to Todd Gurley. I <laughs> mean, right. he's he's a beast on the ground. He's a beast when it comes catching. He make he great. He knows how to stop the ball when you or protect Jared Goff also. And maybe this was a little bit of poor planning from Pete Carroll because um, if, if you look towards the fourth quarter, he had plenty of opportunities to go ahead and stack the box, but he didn't. So you're just gonna go ahead and give it to Todd Gurley. And let him go ahead and run away with the game. Well, and and that's it right there. You can't stack the box because if you do, there's so many weapons everywhere else on the entire field for us. I mean, and you look at, not to bring up he who shall not be named, but Jeff Fisher. What did he do with Todd Gurley in that first year in L.A.? Nothing. Todd Gurley couldn't do anything. And that's because you, you when you only have him. You you can't they, teams know that they figure that out, but but now that we're a threat everywhere, you just it's it's unbelievable this team. Ah, oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, and and having a threat everywhere is definitely a good thing. Um, but when you're in the fourth quarter and you see our most valuable wide receivers, uh, Cooper Cup, he gets taken out of the game with a concussion protocol. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, uh, in the second quarter, he gets a very big hit. He goes flying to the ground, and it and it the hit is so big that you know you you hear the stadium and they just cringe. And I'm at home uh, cringing myself. Oh yeah. And, oh. and it gets to the point where you start to see trainers from the Seattle sideline rushing over to Brandon Cooks, who's on the ground. That Pete one Carroll was actually nasty. comes out. It was a nasty hit. You know, thank goodness he 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 you know, walks off the field under his yeah. own power. And uh, right now he's in concussion protocol. 
But you start to lose, you know, Cooper Cup in the fourth quarter. You, you start to lose Brandon Cooks in the fourth quarter. And when you start losing that, you kind of, you know, depend on our run game and you depend on the person who's been the most reliable, uh, not only necessarily for this team, but probably the most reliable running back in the NFL. And that would be Todd Gurley. That's right. That's my boy. Just don't ask him to eat a real hamburger on a hamburger commercial. Let's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. let's talk about the upcoming game against Denver. We next travel to Denver, play the Broncos. We're going to face our former quarterback, Case Keenum. Yes, yes. You know, I, I was actually disappointed that we don't have Ben on this show to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Case Keenum. That's hey, right. you know, this guy's back. <laughs> Um, and, you know, as far as for um, uh, going to Denver, this is another road game for the Rams. And what have the Rams done on the road? We have done nothing but win. Ever since we the do. 2000, yeah, ever since the 2017 season up until this point, we've only lost one road game. In all honesty, I don't think we're going to lose uh, this game to Denver. You have Case Keenum. I think the kicker to this game is going to be the kicker from the Seattle game, and that would be giving the ball to Todd Gurley. The the Broncos, they've had a very tough time stopping the run game. And if you kind of look back until the previous games um, against the Jets, Isaiah Crowell, I think he rushed for like 200 yards or something like that. Bilal Powell rushed for another 99 yards against Denver. And even the week before that, Kareem Hunt, he rushed for about 120 yards. If there's somebody who you're going to go ahead and give the ball to, it's going to be Todd Gurley, especially knowing or not knowing what the outcome is with Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. I mean, Brandon uh, Cooper Cup, he might be um, rested. Uh, he might have cleared concussion protocol. He might be back on the field. Uh, really can't say anything about Brandon Cooks. He may take a little bit longer, but if that's the case, Go ahead and rest him. I don't want him to go ahead and look like a uh, uh, flailing uh, Marcus Peters uh, who uh, – ah, uh, Marcus Peters. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Should we, uh, uh, <laughs> should we address that? Marcus Peters, what, what's going on there? Um, in all honesty, I, I, I can't really put my finger on it. Um, I mean, I could maybe chalk it up to the fact that he's a little bit injured from that Chargers game. Um. Maybe he's missing his BFF, uh, Aqib Tlaib, right next to him for some added <laughs> right. security. Right. But, uh, yeah, he hasn't looked good necessarily with uh, the Seattle game and even the game before that. There's plenty of missed passes. Um, he's blowing coverage. And whether that's, you know, Wade Phillips calling a zone coverage versus person coverage, I don't know. But Marcus Peters needs to go ahead and figure it out. This is not the same person that we saw in weeks one and two. We need that Marcus Peters back, and we need him back now, even though we don't have a key to leave. Maybe this is something that Denver needs to go ahead and look at because they have some great wide receivers in Demarius Thomas and Sanders. They've had, they've had some great plays throughout the last two weeks. So you know what? You might see a chance for Case Keenum to go ahead and air it out a little bit more uh, to uh, those two wide receivers, knowing that uh, Marcus Peters is uh, not 100% there. But hopefully it gets fixed uh, this week. At the end of the day, though, let's remember it's Case Keenum. 
Yeah, it is Case Keenum. <laughs> I think I think they're I think they lost on uh, this weekend, so they're a two this is three, a win. So, uh... This is a win. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you so you think this is a win? Uh, we go here, and I'm not to just to uh, jump another two weeks, but then we go to San Francisco. Oh yeah, we're coming home uh, seven and zero. Oh. So we're coming home seven and seven and zero oh, because I thought you know two weeks ago. You thought maybe one of these games would be a loss. I'm glad you're on board with the seven and zero, though. I I am. I mean, of course, at any given Sunday, who knows what could happen? But let's be honest. It's it's we're going to be seven and zero. We're going to come home. We'll see Green Bay, and you know the. I mean, if I had to guess right now, the way things look, I think we I think we take Green Bay too. Ah, well. We'll, we'll be talking about that in the next we'll, few We'll weeks. cross we're that up. bridge when we get to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for right now, it's it's a game on Sunday in Denver, uh, Mile High City. So uh, you know what? Uh, it's going to be a great game overall, and uh, the Rams are going to go ahead and take it. We are going yeah. to leave there 6-0. It is. It is. Well, I'm I'm probably going to have to uh, get look, look forward to an update from you on that game because that will be the day after my wedding, and I don't know – how uh, how it'll go over watching football <laughs> that day, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back next week and and we'll talk some Rams. Darren, you might have to do awesome. the heavy lifting on that one, <laughs> like you do every week. <laughs> no, 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 it's a team effort. But I love talking about it, so good enough. Love it, love it, good stuff. Uh, we are the Rams House. Follow us on Twitter at the Rams House, and of course. You can always listen to Guys in Shorts, Sports Los Angeles, uh, for all the rest of your L.A. sports news. We're out of here for Darren Besa and me, Jeff Wilson. Whose house? Rab's house. house.